And Miami getting the first playoff win in, gosh, I can't remember. It's been quite some time. Next. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games, or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. It's football season. The sports forecasters are here with their next episode to kick it all off. I am your host, Nathan. We've got our co-host, Nick. What's up, my man? Are you ready for football? It's September. Everything's all lined up. I hear the bands playing in the background, marching band coming across the field, getting everyone hyped up. No need for that, though. We're just ready for it to begin. The storm approaches, Nathan. What are we diving into today? We have probably one of my favorite episodes of the year because this is where the sports forecasters truly shine because we have a ton of forecasting to do today. We, we last week, we, we forecasted the college football playoff, but you know, we're not as, let's say, um, I would say ecstatic about that because just how it college football set up NFL set up perfectly for us. I love everything about it. And we're going to give all of our final division winners, um, or our division standings per se with their wins and then our prediction of the playoffs. So, I mean, there's just going to be a ton, a ton, a ton of forecasting here, forecasting that we're going to not find out for another, you know, 26 weeks. So we got six months of football here. So really, really excited. Uh, so let's let's get this show on the road. Let's start in the AFC. Now we've kind of broke we've broke down each division throughout the summer, but trades happen, th- injuries happen, you know, free agent signings, whatever, roster cuts. Now you know we allow ourselves to make revisions throughout all of this, uh, all these um, different changes being made throughout the league. So tonight. This morning, we will give you our final predictions and the winners in those divisions. So we're going to start with the AFC North. I think I've made some changes here, but in general, my rankings are the same. I'll start, and Nick, I'll turn it to you when I'm done. And In fourth place, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think I had them at six or seven ones earlier. I have them down to five. Their offensive line is terrible. It is awful, awful, awful. I think Joe Burrow is going to play scared because he's going to be constantly trying to run for his life. And um, I think five is being generous, but I've got five wins there. Next, I got Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh at, at number three, even though they'll have the same record as Baltimore at nine and eight, but I have them at three losing the tiebreakers. Um, I think they're going to have really good games. I think they're going to really push for a playoff spot at the end of the year, but ultimately they'll come short. I got Baltimore number two in this division, also at nine and eight. Uh, losing J.K. Dobbins, I think, is going to kill them. Um, 
can't remember if I had them at 10 wins before. I think I did, but I actually dropped the one because I think they're going to have to really rely more on Lamar Jackson's arm this year because of the J.K. Diamonds injury. They don't have Mark Ingram as well. So they're a little dry in the backfield. Lamar is going to have to use his arm, and I think we're going to see some him kind of get exposed. But I have Cleveland dominating this division. I have them winning by three games, winning 12, going 12-5, and five, um, winning this division, and marching into the playoffs, hosting a playoff game. What are your standings? Long and short of it, I have the teams in the same order. I'm keeping the Bengals at five wins. I never had much faith whether the offensive line was improved or not. I don't think those improvements were going to be enough to change what was going on. I do have the Steelers as second with nine wins. I just don't like how they let a lot of pieces go and have not had solutions to replace pieces that are aging or to have solutions in place. Najee Harris notwithstanding. And then the Ravens, I'm going to keep them at 10 wins. I do think that J.K. Dobbins loss is going to be enormous for them, but I feel like that's going to come down the stretch when they need him in the playoff run that they could potentially make. So I have them still staying pat with 10 wins. And then I have the Cleveland Browns winning the division with 12 wins. They have the best running back tandem and it's going to, the whole offense is going to be predicated on the run game with play action being sprinkled in to keep those teams honest and paying for sneaking up to the line of scrimmage. So we agree on the order of the AFC North Moving on, we'll jump to, we'll stay on the AFC side. We'll get that all done before we want jump to another side. Let's go to the AFC West, where the Kansas City Chiefs have won it the last few years. What's your order, Nathan? My order here, yes. So I got the Vegas Raiders finishing fourth. Once again, I think I had this team a little bit higher uh, and wins, but man, they look terrible. That defense looks bad. Their offensive line, everything, everything looks bad. They just miss on draft picks, and I didn't like their draft. It's clear that. Gruden has way too much power, way too much responsibility, and uh, he knows football. He's, he's he's a smart dude, but I think he's more fit for television and not the football field. I'm going to jump up to number three, Denver. I have them at eight and nine. I think that's uh, a little higher what normal. A lot of people have them, but their defense is just way too good for them to lose just or to win just, you know, around a half a dozen or less games. I think their defense is really really good. I think Teddy Bridgewater still has um enough game left in him. You've seen him in New Orleans um behind a really, you know, had a really good defense and a really good offensive line and with decent weapons. He won some games. He's a very efficient quarterback if he's got the right weapons around him. And in Denver, I think he will. Uh, I question the coaching there, though, uh, but I think they're gonna they're gonna do pretty well this year. As for them going eight and nine, I got the Chargers in second. I have them winning ten games. I just think this is a team that improved uh, roster wise, but most importantly, um, coaching wise, they 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 made the right change that they needed to make, and a lot of those really close losses will turn into wins next year. And they'll be on the winning side of uh, the of um, the record and, and have a winning record. And then finally, the probably one of the most obvious picks, Kansas City. I have them going thirteen and uh, four here, um, dominating this division, of course, and just um, really nothing really slowing them down unless there's injuries um, or unless they get a little too 
too uh, too much ahead of themselves, which I'll get to later in the in the playoffs. But I have them winning this division. Again, same order of teams as well. Not trying, just trying to go with what I see. Gruden will no longer be the coach for the Raiders, is my prediction. Only getting six wins, like Nathan said, not to beat a dead horse, but he's just not making the moves that shows that this roster is going to be ready to go in the next few years. A lot of baffling, head-scratching moves, so Raiders will be last in this division. Broncos, I do like Teddy Bridgewater. I just, I don't know. I keep waffling so much between seven to eight wins. I'm just going to stay pat with seven, not because I don't think they can do eight, but seven's what I originally said, and I just don't feel a ton of merit to move the needle. I'm glad they decided not to go with Drew Locke because my win total would drop, and I would have made them fourth team in this division. But with them sticking with Teddy, I'm going to just stick with seven wins. Just I think they have a very good defense. I think Teddy's going to do things to keep you in games, but I don't know if he's going to do enough to win you games. Next, I have the Chargers. I originally had nine wins, but I can easily see this team doing 10 wins. So um, the nine and a half line that they had would be a push for me. I wouldn't touch that if I was betting, but I I can see them getting 10 wins and maybe squeaking into the playoffs. Um, I did have nine wins, but I'm going to go with 10 here. Just I love what Justin Herbert did last year, and we both talked about at length how we felt like the coach, Anthony Lynn last year held this team back as a coach. Just poor game management, poor decision-making. And I think the Chargers can, we'll see more from their team in terms of talent and growth this season. And then Kansas City Chiefs, like you said, unless something terrible happens, like uh, Fisher happens underneath the team and their whole team falls into a crater or something, there's no way they're not winning the division. I think they have great discipline. They've shown it throughout the years. The big thing is how many wins are they going to get? How soon are they going to lock things up to where they can kind of coast in with only being one by now? I think that changes a lot of when teams start taking the pedal off the metal. And I think Andy Reid has started to become more savvy about that and does a little less of it than what he used to. I have them going 13, 14 wins. I'm just going to lock in at 14. I just don't see much getting in their way. Just mostly just to be different from Nathan's why I'm saying 14. 13 seems like a great number, but I'm going to go 14 with the Kansas City Chiefs winning it. The next division we'll look at is the AFC East. And we're going to look at the AFC East simply because the AFC South, I felt like we had more parity with. So let's go to the AFC East. Nathan, what are you seeing there? The AFC East, I think, will, at the end of the year, be looked upon as the strongest, the most talented division in football. Um, I think Buffalo will just get even better than they were last year and they went 13 and 3 last year both miami and new england i think will take exceptional strides better last year than this year and then the new york jets i think are going to be at least better somewhat better this year than last year i mean they can't really go backwards uh being the second worst team in the league so i just i think it's going to be the only division where all four teams actually increase their win totals from the year before so this is why I think they will end up probably dethroning the NFC West as the greatest division of football by year's end. So let me start with the Jets. I got them winning five. Um, I honestly, I'm, I've actually been somewhat impressed with them in the preseason. Zach Wilson, I think, uh, besides Mac Jones, has been one of the most entertaining quarterbacks to watch. He looks very good. Tony Romo says in... 
three to five years, he'll be a top three quarterback in this league, though I doubt that. Clearly, people see how good he can be. It really depends on if Sala is a good coach and if the Jets organization can um, get themselves organized and, and have a good culture and structure there. Next, I have the New England Patriots. Now, this number just keeps getting higher and higher for me. Um, they made the right choice to go with Mac Jones, in my opinion. Cam Newton doesn't fit their system. Cam Newton just doesn't fit their culture. Um, he was a Band-Aid last year. Just hoping it would work. This is the best decision. They got They got Mac Jones. I mean, I just watched Mac Jones, man. It just looks like a Tom Brady out there. Um, everyone thought this guy was going to be a bust, and he might just have the most wins than any other rookie quarterback this year. And it may not even be close. I have them winning 10. I think they could even win 11, maybe even 12. Um, really depends on healthy, how healthy they stay. I know they have some uh, injuries on defensive ends. Stephon Gilmore, I believe, is out seven weeks. So that that's that's going to hurt them. Uh, next, I have Miami finishing second. I got them going 11 and 6. Um, all this news about Deshaun Watson lately, uh, I think has been a distraction but um lately here brian flores is two is our guy they're going to stick with them obviously no one's going to trade for deshaun watson at this time with all of the unknown so miami's just going to stick with two and i think it's the best bet stick with him see what he has if if he's not the guy well i think you're going to be a really attractive team to the likes of Aaron Rodgers, and potentially Deshaun Watson if he gets past these legal issues. And finally, the Buffalo Bills, not only winning in this division, but winning the AFC. I have them going 14-3. and This is a very hungry and scary and talented and well-coached team. I would not want to face them. They look great, and um, I think the AFC is just fantastic. Yeah, not much argument here. AFC is shaping up to be one of the most compelling divisions in football. Um, NFC West, I still think, has that potential to be the most competitive division from top to bottom, but time will tell. This division will certainly be fun to watch, especially when playing each other. Dolphins and Patriots kick off the matchups of the division in week one, so it'll be everyone that likes good football. Make sure you try to catch that game at some point. I really feel like that's going to be one of the games of the week. Um, Jets will be last in this division, just... A lot of things still need to be fixed. They are going to be better than two wins from the previous season. I'm still going to stick with four. I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains. I think Zach Wilson is still going to need a lot of help. I think he's going to make a lot of great top 10 plays or highlight plays, but I just don't think there's enough there to build continuity for them to get beyond four wins this season. Not because they're not trying, just because they need another year to build onto that roster. Patriots are originally had at nine wins, but I'm going to pencil them in at 10. Like Nathan said, I think it was the best move to start moving forward with Mac Jones. I feel like the Patriots scheme well enough to put him in the most successful position to help them. A few seasons ago, when we had Deflate Gate going on, the Patriots went, I want to say, three and one with Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, two unproven quarterbacks. So it's very obvious that they try to find a way to find the strengths of their quarterbacks and do the best they can. Last season with Cam, they did everything they could to try to put him in successful positions, but they got to points where Cam had to make throws, and that seems to be escaping him. Best of luck trying to find another quarterbacking job. I feel like Cam won't find one until someone's at a desperate need for quarterback because of an injury that may occur. Next, the Miami Dolphins, I think, 
They edge out the Patriots still with 10 wins. I'm keeping them at, but I think it'll be a tiebreaker type situation where the Dolphins slightly edge out the Patriots here. Um, two is the biggest question mark, in my opinion, of this team. Doesn't mean that they can't find a way to work their way around it. Brian Flores has shown that he's getting the best out of his players and demands the best out of his players. So they're going to do a lot of things that bring Miami fans back and keep that confidence growing for them. But I have them second division with the Buffalo Bills winning the division. I have them at 13 wins, slightly one behind of the team I just mentioned before with 14 wins in the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think the Bills, it's still their division to win. They just improved their positions they needed to and kept the cabinets full. Moving on to our last division, the AFC, we have the AFC South. So Nathan, what are you thinking with the AFC South? And before I get to AFC South, I do want to mention about the Patriots. If Tom Brady went to Tampa and struggled, I mean, they didn't win a Super Bowl. And this year I saw Mac Jones come in and be successful right away. I'd really, really, really start to question Tom Brady again and his <laughs> if he was a systems quarterback. Um, now, if Mac Jones comes in and dominates and, and, and just, like you said, Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Castle and all the quarterbacks that just seem to just step in the role and succeed, you know, have done well there. Mac Jones is the next guy and maybe uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay aren't the same team next year. Maybe that conversation will come up again. But I doubt it when you have more rings than any other franchise in NFL history. I think you uh, already solidified your name as the GOAT. But let's go back to the AFC South. I think this team will challenge the NFC East as the worst division this year. So let me start with the worst team in football, the Houston Texans, who have no idea who they are, who have no idea if Deshaun Watson is going to play, who's going to be a dumpster fire. They're going to win two games. One of them is going to be in week one. I'll say that right now. But they're going to win two games this year at most. Number three of Jacksonville. I think uh, I had them at six wins before. I dropped them to five. Um, Urban Meyer is not going to work in the NFL. Uh, I'll just say that right now. He's already uh, sounds like he's a little bit in trouble already with his roster cuts and reasons for that. So it uh, seems like wherever Urban goes, he brings trouble with him. So I uh, I just don't think that experiment in Jacksonville is going to work. And he's got a, f a couple short years there before he's out. Uh, so it's going to be a rough season, but I got five there simply because Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence, who I still think is going to get rookie of the year, despite Mac Jones, despite, um, um, who else am I missing? Zach Wilson's, uh, success and all the other successes, uh, with the rookie quarterbacks. Um, Indianapolis, I have going 99 and eight, and this is simply because, I don't trust Carson Wentz's health. I don't. I think this is a team that's going to struggle with health. They had an O-lineman go down. They had Carson Wentz go down. Fortunately, they had a fast recovery. But once you get injured once, you get injured twice and three times. And I think Carson's on his, what, 12th time of getting injured. So I just think this is a team that probably should have went out and gotten a Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew or just a decent backup quarterback. Because Carson Wentz not playing all 17 games. And so I just think they're going to struggle and end up 9-8. and eight. And I got Tennessee winning this division at 10-7. and seven. Uh, This team is one of the worst secondaries in football, if not the worst. Um, one of the worst scoring defense in football. Now, offensively, they're pretty good. That's why they're going to probably get a win 10 games. But on top of that, they're going to 
win 10 games because um, four of those 10 are going to be against Jacksonville and Houston. So that also helps. So I just think this is a very weak division. Um, and they may, they may end up dethroning the NFC East as the worst division of football this year. AFC South, um, I think, has potential to take that crown as worst division. NFC East, we will gladly give that away as a fan of a team in the NFC East. But time will tell if that will hold true. Texans, yeah, I have them at three wins. I'm not going to move from that. They're in complete disarray. Bill O'Brien put them in a rough spot, and they didn't do a whole lot to get themselves from underneath problems. Those problems are kind of crushing the narrative. You know nothing else about them except the Sean Watson's in trouble, and they potentially want to trade him away because he doesn't want to be there, but no team wants to trade for him because they don't know if he'll play. Anyways, Texans at three wins at the bottom of the division. At the Jaguars at five wins, I'm holding steady there. Even before the ETN injury, I just... There's just lots of things I wasn't having strong feelings about. Urban Meyer, I don't think, was the right fit. I I think he needed to work his way through the ranks, but when you're successful at the college level, you're not willing to make take your time through the ranks again. You feel like you're, you should be elevated to head coach, and we'll see, but I don't have much faith in that working out. I think Trevor Lawrence will need to find success with another offensive or not offensive coach but with another head coach but time will tell on that one also just to piggyback back a few episodes ago we tried to say who we thought will have the most successful rookie season and i'm amending mine to mac jones simply because i think he has a great system around him so they will put him in the best position to be successful i did say justin fields but i started not feeling great about that pick so this mac jones change gives me the opening to Make, modify my pick and feel better about the individual I'm going to ride with. I have the Colts going second still. Um, I've been saying it, and you're finally smelling the roses with me, Nathan. Carson Wentz just can't stay healthy. I think he's a very talented individual, but when you can't stay on the field, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. Your best quality as a player, professional player or any player for any team is availability. If you're not available, can't be worthwhile to the team. I think the Colts, I had him at 10 wins. I could agree with you on nine wins as well. It just depends. What are we going to get out there? They're a sound team in their fundamentals, but with injuries happening and things coming, they just need one snake bite, and I think the cards start tumbling on them. So I'm going to stay hesitantly with 10 wins for them. And then I have the Titans still winning it with 11 wins. I just, Derrick Henry has been a workhorse for them, and Tannehill can provide you offensive offense in spurts give you good production at times he's not scrambling as much which i think helps him and the team out much more so offense i when your offense can dominate possession of the ball your secondary can go against an offense it's a little more predictable if you can put that pressure on i say they get 11 wins and still win the division so we have the afc set with our division winners nathan where are you going now with your playoff picture for the AFC side? So I'll start with the seven seed. I'm gonna have uh, New England capture that last wild card spot at ten and seven. Six seed, I have the Los Angeles Chargers, who also went ten and seven. But from a tiebreaker standpoint, I think they have a slightly better division record, or it might be a conference record. I can't remember what the first tiebreaker is, but they'll capture that. Uh, the five seed, I'm going to get Miami there with the first uh, wild card spot. 
Tennessee will get the four seed as the worst division winner. Cleveland will get the three seed. And then Kansas City, the two seed. And then Buffalo will get the bye as the number one seed. What are your seeds looking like? I have the Patriots as well squeaking in. If I want the best rookie quarterback season, I need the Patriots to make the playoffs. So I have the Pats at the seventh seed. I'm going to have the Ravens make the sixth seed. Lamar Jackson just phenomenal during the regular season. Um, he can get those wins. He gets those stats because of his mixed attack and rushing and making some passes. So I have them as the sixth seed. I have the Dolphins as the fifth seed. Titans as the fourth, being the lowest of the division winners. Then I have the Browns third seed as well. And I have the Bills going the second seed and the Chiefs being the first seed. Chiefs aren't going to mess around. They're going to want that bye week especially after last season. So their offensive line can potentially heal up and they won't have and hopefully have the best health going forward in the playoffs. So Chiefs one, Bills two, Browns three, Titans four, Dolphins five, Ravens six, and the Patriots seventh seed. All right. Now those are our seeds for the AFC. We're going to jump over the NFC before we start breaking down matchups in the playoffs to see who will meet in the Super Bowl. NFC, let's look at the worst division. Let's get that out of the way. Or last season's worst division. Hopefully not the worst division this season. The NFC East. Nathan, what are your thoughts on the NFC East as it stands today? I have a change here. And this is why. I think Washington may go after Cam Newton now that he is a free agent. And I have them winning this division. But let me start back at the the bottom like our typical order is. So I got Philly. Uh, being the second worst team in the league this year, going three and fourteen, um, I uh, I I thought for a moment they're going to be good. I th- uh, Smith was doing well, um, Jalen was doing okay, but once I saw that, I think it was the Patriots game in the preseason, I was like, no, this team's done. This team's terrible. Sorry, Nick, but this team's is pretty bad. You're going to be looking for a quarterback next year um, with. Uh, Probably with the first or second overall pick. Uh, next, I have the Giants going 6-11. and 11. Uh, I just think it's going to be the same story here. Um, Injury-ridden season. They, I mean, they have a ton of talent. I think this is, to me, this is the mystery team. This team it has the biggest question mark. This team could easily win the division. And I think they could win it and win 11 or 12 games. But I also can see them winning four games. I'm going to stick with six because I, I just question their health. I'm still not sold on Joe Judge as a coach. So until then, we're going to be conservative. Number two, I'm, I'm dropping Dallas. Um, Mike McCarthy is not an NFL coach anymore. He is a clueless head coach. It's so sad because they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL, and they're going to be a 500 team. I have them going 9-8. and eight, And I have Washington winning. Their defense is legit. Their defense is amazing. Um I know Ryan Fitzpatrick's quarterback right now, um, and I think he can win 10 games with this defense um, and this team and the coach, but I, I think there's an op- I think there may be a possibility they go after Cam Newton. The Ron Rivera connection, I just think it, it would fit, uh, but I have the Washington football team winning the NFC East and repeating and being the first to repeat for the first time in I don't know how many years. All right, so... For the Eagles, no need to apologize. I've been saying they're going to be terrible from NFL draft. I Jalen Hurts, I hope he has a great career. I hope he proves us wrong, but I'm just not seeing it. And I don't. they don't have the support around him. They have some okay pieces, but 
but just not enough support for that team to be a competitive team. They will be the bottom of the division with three wins. Stick into it. I need them to get a high draft pick to hopefully start rejuvenating the roster and be a more contentious team in the future. Giants, just like you, I'm not sold on Joe Judge. I think he was the wrong hire for this. And health is going to be the biggest question mark for this team. If Barkley can come back and be near his form, maybe this number changes, but I'm going to stick with six wins. Just Daniel Jones, I I just don't know. He has a good receiver in Galladay, but if he can't get him the ball without turning it over, it's not going to matter. So I just, Daniel Jones makes me question way too much for me to put them any more than six wins. I'm going to stick with Washington being the second team. Ron Rivera is a coach I really like. I think he's going to do a lot of good things for him. But when Ryan Fitzpatrick's your quarterback, he is not good when he's your first solution. He's good when he's a solution, but not your first solution. So uh, maybe they go with Cam Newton. I don't know. Ron probably doesn't forget that Cam kind of didn't help his coaching career in Carolina. So I don't know. I'm not seeing that connection happening, but I could be wrong. Washington has done other things in their tenure to make fans scratch their heads and spectators. So I'm going to keep Washington at seven wins. I could see them getting up to eight wins, but I'm going to keep it at seven wins. I mean, we can't keep the crown as the worst division if I have these teams getting too many wins here. And then I have the Cowboys winning it. They do have the most talent. I don't know that. I don't know that Mike McCarthy is a long-term answer, but I think he has too much talent on his roster compared to the rest of the division. Go against the Eagles and Giants. That's not going to be four guaranteed wins, but should be wins that you should have well in hand. And I just think they'll finally put it together and get the division win. We got to keep the trend of division champions not repeating for this NFC East. So I'm glad the Cowboys may, holding on by the skin of their teeth. They'll get 10 wins and win the division surprisingly. Going on to our next division, we're going to go to the NFC South. Nathan, where are you seeing the NFC South? I got Carolina with six wins. I think they upgraded at quarterback. I think they actually upgraded overall, personnel-wise. Um, coaching, I don't think um, the name is uh, – I'm, I'm missing the name. I can't remember the coach's name, but I know he came from Baylor. Um, Matt Roll, I just think he is a um, a college coach that's not going to be able to succeed in the NFL. Um, and so I have them six, uh, six wins – Number three of Atlanta at nine. I've I've swapped Atlanta New Orleans here. I had uh, Atlanta at two, I believe, earlier. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I can't remember what I had earlier. But anyways, I have Atlanta at number number three. That's what matters right now. Rookie head coach Arthur Smith lost Julio Jones. Their number one target Ridley is great, but um, they're gonna have to rely on Kyle Pitts a lot because Ridley's gonna be covered quite a bit. Uh, Matt Ryan is getting up there. So I'm just curious to see how this team will do, given those circumstances. Number two, I have New Orleans. I think this is a team that looks very good. I think they made the right call with Jameis Winston. I What sold me on New Orleans here, um, to actually be a contender and make the playoffs, um, is I'm, I'm listening to Jameis Winston talk at the mic, and and he's a way more mature man than what he used to be. He looks like he 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 loves where he's at, and he he looks great. And so I, I do like where New Orleans is going. And then finally, I think the Super Bowl champs uh, will win this division this year and win twelve games. All right, for me, I saw the Panthers last. Like you said, Matt Rule is not. 
I don't think he's cut to be an NFL head coach, but we'll see. I have them with five wins. Falcons, I'm still not sure that they've changed enough of their culture to get out of their own way. I don't think they're going to blow 28-3 to leads as much, but I'm just not... I just have to see it. I, I think they're going to be dynamic offensively. Maybe some pitfalls defensively. I'm going to keep them at six wins. Then the Saints. Saints, I'm glad they settle with Jameis Winston. I think by far he's the most talented quarterback of the two options you had available. I don't know that they are, they're going to need to start turning their wheels sooner than later because I believe they're going to have salary cap issues, not only in terms of making sure they have the next guy in place at quarterback, but just the roster in general. Defensive guys are going to start costing more because rookie contracts are going to start coming up or the contracts you currently have them on, you're not going to be able to resign them. So I feel like the Saints are going to need to start coming up with a better plan of what they're going to do for their future. I'm going to keep them at nine wins. However, I just, I don't know what we're going to see. I hope Jameis Winston takes, or I hope Jameis Winston makes the most of this second opportunity, but we'll see what happens when he gets out on the field. Keep him at nine wins. The Buccaneers end up winning this division. Not really much of a surprise. I have him with 12 wins. You kept everyone, so you have a lot of continuity. You don't have to build a whole lot of new. You don't have to build anything new, really. You can just build on to what you ended with last season, which by the end of the season, they were riding very high. Let's go ahead and move on to the NFC North. What are you seeing with the NFC North, Nathan? I think Detroit will get last place, and um, they will win three games at best. It's just this is also a dumpster fire team, them, Houston, Philly, um, bottom three teams of the league, in my opinion. So not much to say there. Jumping out to Minnesota, I think there's a big leap here. I think they have three teams above 500. I think Minnesota, I think they're they're just good enough all around to, to be a decent team. They don't really have gaping holes, in my opinion. They have, they're just at least good in every position, um, especially Dalvin Cook can stay healthy. So I have them at nine. I also have Chicago at nine as well, but them getting second place. Just a slightly better defense. I think they make that change from Dalton to Fields. And I think just like any time any rookie comes in midseason, they have a lot of success. I mean, Jalen Hurts had it and, and Philly. They didn't really get the wins there because the team was bad, but he he brought an energy that he looked like he was doing very well. Like, oh, I could see this guy being a starting quarterback. I think Fields will give us that, but I think that will generate to some wins, and then they end up being nine and eight. But I think Green Bay is twelve and five. Um, I think Rodgers is going to have a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to. He wants to win a Super Bowl so bad and just leave Green Bay, just throw it in their face, be like, look, you should have let me be the GM for the last 10 years. and But now you just let it me be for one year and it worked and I'm out of here. So I think Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder for the wrong reasons. He's not winning this for Green Bay. He's winning this for himself. So I think I think they'll do do pretty well and go 12, 12 wins. Yeah, bottom of the division, Detroit's a complete mess. Sorry, Michigan fans up in the Detroit area, but the Lions are not going to be better. They're going to only have four wins. And second place, I have the Bears. I just, uh, originally, I and I still think Justin Fields can have a promising first season, but I just, the Bears are just making me question more and more what they're going to be. 
I questioned at the beginning, then I tried to change my mind, and I'm going back to it. They're going to be third in this division with seven wins. Vikings, Cook may not always be healthy, but I feel like he's going to do enough to help this team get eight wins. So Green Bay is going to run away with the division with 12 wins. Like Nathan said, he's going to be on a revenge tour, not against other NFL teams. He's going to be auditioning for those other NFL teams to try to make those trades to get him out of there. He's on a revenge tour to show Green Bay. You should have been completely faithful to me. You should have been helping me out or whatever his qualm is. But either way, I believe Green Bay is going to win this division with 12 wins as well. So I have a tie right now between the Buccaneers and Packers. Moving on to our final division, however, is the NFC West. Nathan, what are you seeing with the NFC West? Like I said, I think um, they will kind of take a step backwards this year. I think the AFC East will to throw them as the best division of football. Um, one of those teams taking a step back, and I think it's a very big step back, is the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to get last in this division at 6-11. and 11. Here, Here's the thing. Kyler Murray, yeah, he, is he talented? Yes. And is he a good quarterback? Yes. But there's an itch that Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield and even Tom Brady, like they want to play, they want to play football in the preseason and stuff. And and Kyler Murray gave me this vibe in the preseason, like ah, I don't deserve to be here. Like I'm better than the preseason. Like I I feel like Kyler Murray is going to get a taste of humble pie this year. I think the Arizona, I, I'm Cliff Kingsbury is not an NFL coach in my opinion. Uh, defensively, they're going to struggle. Adding J.J. Watt probably hurt them more than helped them. That guy's way past his prime. And so uh, I, I just think this is a team that's going to waste a lot of wide-out talent and, and just struggle. 6-11. San Francisco, I got 9-8. and eight. Very similar to Chicago, I feel like, in my opinion. It's just a great defense, well Coach by a very offensive-minded team or coach. Just questions at quarterback. They're going to start the veteran. I think eventually they're going to go to the rookie, give you that wow factor, but just finish with nine or so wins overall and miss the playoffs. I think Chicago and San Francisco are going to have very similar paths this year. Now, Seattle and L.A., I think, run away with this division. I have them actually tied at 11 and six, but I'm going to put Seattle at two LA at one winning the tiebreakers. I think this, these teams by far have the best quarterbacks by far have just the best structure and the best coach and the best organization. Um, and, and they don't have question marks in certain areas like San Francisco and Arizona have. So I think that's why they'll do well. And I got Seattle at two and LA at one, but both with 11 wins. Yes. Uh, for the NFC West, I see Arizona being at the bottom as well. I just don't think they've done enough to address the concerns that they have. Um, Patrick Peterson left and I don't think they filled that void very well with Malcolm Butler going on. A retirement reserve list, which doesn't look like he's going to be back the whole season. So you have a big hole in the secondary. And just offensively, you had spectacular plays, but you didn't have consistent plays. And when that is the name of your team, you are not winning a lot of games. So Cardinals are fourth in this division with seven wins. I have the 49ers third in the division as well. And I also have them have I also have them with nine wins. I I don't know where I fall with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation and and Trey Lance, what's going to happen with that. But I think they manage nine wins. I think they get a little closer back 
to what they were before, a dynamic running team with a quarterback to help supplement it, who the quarterback is. I think Kyle Shanahan's proven that he can kind of plug in a quarterback and find the best out of them to help the team move forward, and he'll make that move as needed. And at the top of the division, I actually have them tying with the wins as well. At 11 wins, Seahawks and Rams. I've went back and forth on who I'm going to have at the top at the end of it. In the end, I think I'm going to give it to Matthew Stafford. He's taking his lumps in Detroit. Rams have the top rated one of the top-rated defenses in the league. They change out the quarterback, and I think that they find a way to edge out Seattle by tiebreakers and everything like that. Both have 11 wins, but Seahawks didn't add as much. That made me think that they really made a step forward. They're just kind of trying to stay pat. I have more faith in the Rams finding a way to win that division more so than Seahawks, even though the wins I have them both at 11. So now we have our seeding for the NFC playoff teams. What is your seeding for the NFC playoff teams, Nathan? At number seven, I'm actually going to squeeze in Chicago um, with going nine and eight. I, I think this team, they listen, they made the playoff last year, if I'm not mistaken, with um, Mitch Trubisky, who, by the way, I think is better than what a lot of people think he is. Um, I loved seeing him play for the Bills against Chicago in just the preseason. But uh, Mitch Trubisky wasn't as bad as he's portrayed there. Uh, so I, I got Chicago sneaking in. Uh, Justin Fields eventually taking that starting job. I got New Orleans getting the number six seed. Um, I think Jameis Winston has a sneaky good career or career sneaky good season this year. I mean, he's he's in a situation where he doesn't have to like do everything and he's got a great defense, got weapons, so just make the simple plays, make the simple throws, and he'll be a way way more efficient quarterback. Number five, uh, Seattle. Uh, number four, I've got Dallas, who I have as the worst division winner. I'm sorry, not Dallas, Washington. I made that change earlier, and I forgot to change it in my playoffs. So Washington, the number four seed. The number three seed, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Number two seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And finishing it out, I have the Green Bay Packers winning the NFC. Number seven seed, I do not have the Chicago Bears. I have the San Francisco 49ers finding a way to get that seventh seed. Um with nine wins then i have the saints i had them pencil in as a sixth seed i'm going to keep them there hopefully Jameis winston does understand he doesn't always have to go for home runs settling and taking checkdowns is not a bad thing it's not a shameful thing so i have the saints at the sixth seed seahawks at the fifth seed and i'm keeping the cowboys at the fourth seed i'm not going to waffle away from them just hopefully they prove me right for once instead of just being that team that's overhyped and never performs then I have the Rams as a third seed. And then Packers and Bucks are battling with 12 wins for the one and two seed. I have the Buccaneers getting the one seed, however, simply because Tom Brady has been in a system long enough to know what we need to do to get that one seed. And I'm just going to give them the nod. They were the Super Bowl champs, so I'll give them the one seed over the Packers, who will be the two seed. Now we're going to look at matchups. So, Nathan, how are we going to go about breaking down these matchups to get us to the Super Bowl matchup and eventually the Super Bowl champ? So let's let's start with the AFC um, first round. Um, let's start with the four or five matchup. Miami at Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill goes up against his former team in Tennessee, but this is a tale of of two defenses. I think Miami's going to finish as a top three defense in in this year, and I think Tennessee is going to be a bottom half defense. 
I'm gonna. I think Tua is gonna take strides in the right direction. I think Ryan Tannehill will digress. I think Tennessee will digress, and I actually have Miami winning and beating Tennessee in Nashville, moving on to the second round, and Miami getting the first playoff win. And gosh, I can't remember. It's been quite some time. Next, I will go to. Los Angeles Chargers at the Cleveland Browns. So Cleveland won their division. Chargers are wild card. Um, I don't really think this is going to be too close of a game. Uh, L.A. going out east against Cleveland, who I think is a very hungry team, who, by the way, was super close of beating Kansas City last year in the playoff and divisional round. Let's not forget how they lost that game, not how Kansas City won, how they lost that game, where they were diving for the end zone, and the guy targeted him in the helmet, which wasn't called, which should have been. And he fumbled it, went out of the end zone, which is a touchback. And Kansas City got it back. Cleveland ended up losing by, I believe, five points. Should have had seven. So here we are. I think Cleveland's a great team. Watch watch them do some damage in the playoff. Two versus seven seed. Kansas, uh, New England at Kansas City. And um, let's just say this. New England's going to win this game. I'm... I'm off the Kansas City bandwagon. I I, I think this team um, is going to digress. I think they're going to put up some wins this year. Don't get me wrong, just because they're talented and they're in a, a weak division. But this team has 20-0 aspirations. They're in over their heads. They're not going to go 20-0. I mean, Tom Brady and the greatest team of all t- talent-wise, one of the greatest teams of all time in 2007, couldn't go um, 19-0. They're not going to go 20-0. Let's not kid ourselves. We saw how vulnerable they were in that Super Bowl and how to exploit them. I don't. They improved the offensive line, but it's not that much better in my opinion. I think this team is in over their heads. I think they, a lot of them are satisfied with the success that they've had, and they're they think they're better than everybody else. And I think they're gonna get a taste of humility and actually lose in, in um, the wild card round this year to New England, who I think is a scary sneaky team. So. That is my AFC first round. What about you? In my first round, I have the Bills playing the Patriots. Playing a team three times is going to be very difficult, especially if the Bills plan on winning as many games as I project them to. Are they going to have the right strategy to beat New England? And I'm going to give them the slight edge. Um, Stephon Gilmore is a question mark, not only for the injury reason, but he did hold out. He's not super happy with the contract situation. So I believe the Bills end up winning their 2-7 matchup against the Patriots. No one likes to see their division opponent three times, but in this case it happens, the Bills find a way to win that matchup. Then we have my 3-6 matchup, which is another division matchup of the Browns and Ravens. Lamar Jackson just in the playoffs, teams have him cornered, and he doesn't always seem to be comfortable. I think Cleveland has the best rushing attack. They win that matchup. Then we have the 4-5 matchup of Titans versus Dolphins. Dolphins just more fundamentally sound team. They're just going to do what they need to to squeeze it out of the squeeze the win from the Titans and Miami wins. So for my first round, I have all the top seed or two of the top seeds winning with the Dolphins not being an upset, but being the lower seed that wins. They should be a higher seed than the Titans, but not a division winner. So I have Dolphins, Browns, and Bills winning their first round matchup. AFC Divisional Round, for me, I have Miami playing at Cleveland. I Miami, I've been to two Miami games at Cleveland and never turns out well for me. 
I don't think it's going to turn out well for Miami. I think Cleveland beats Miami, makes it to the AFC Championship game, and uh, believe Land will be on fire. I've got New England at Buffalo. By the way, I have three of the four teams in the divisional round, AFC East. That's that's how high that's how high I think of the AFC East. So I got New England playing Buffalo. I think New England could could be really good this year, but Buffalo is way too dynamic, and they're going to know New England very well because they're going to play them twice. And so I believe Buffalo will win this game and will win it quite easily. Actually, uh, Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, going this far, it, yeah, it's it's not going to be pretty. But I have Buffalo winning this game pretty easily. So I've got Buffalo and Cleveland in the AFC. And I'll just pick my AFC winner right now and stop at the Super Bowl. So this is Cleveland at Buffalo. Buffalo wins. Buffalo's representing AFC and going to the Super Bowl. What about you? All right. For my 1-5 matchup, I have Kansas City taking on Miami. I believe Kansas City has enough firepower, and I do believe in their moves for the offensive line that they end up winning that, being the one part of the AFC championship representative. and then. Buffalo versus Cleveland. I'm actually going to have Cleveland winning that matchup. Um, just I like the run attack, and I just I don't know. I just think they build enough momentum in the right way that they squeak past Buffalo. That will be a must see game. Needless to say, that they end up making it. And I'm two years ago, the anti Kansas City person in me would have been right behind you, Nathan, was saying Kansas City's overhyped. They're not going to do it, but. I just can't get myself away from it this time. And I'm going to say Kansas City gets back to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. So you have Buffalo. I have Kansas City for AFC representatives to the Super Bowl. Let's look at the NFC side, starting with the divisional round. What Or not divisional round, excuse me. Starting with the wild card round, Nathan. Who do you have matching up in the wild card round and winning? Yes. So before I get to that, I do want to say even Tom Brady can't make three Super Bowls in a row. I, I just have my doubts about... Um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid getting to three Super Bowls in a row when Andy Reid just won his first ever Super Bowl two years ago and really never could get to the Super Bowl you would know as a Philly fan. So uh, I have my I have my concerns there. But anyways, it's good to have a little parody. Uh, four versus five. I think Seattle beats Washington. Um, Russell Wilson actually does fairly well out east. Um, I know Washington's. It's a, this is going to be a very scrappy game. Um, I think Seattle. I think Seattle is is pretty good this year, and um, they won't disappoint in the first round like they did last year. And they'll get the luxury of playing a team like Washington in the first round. Um, secondly, New Orleans in, at Los Angeles. Once again, now New Orleans got to travel all the way out west go and play against the Rams, who I think are so good this year. I think they're going to have a surprising year, but the buck stops here for New Orleans and Rams move on. Tampa, Chicago at Tampa Bay, not even a close game. Don't really want to talk about it. Tampa Bay moves on. For my wild card round, I have the Packers versus 49ers. Packers end up winning. It will be a tight game just because 49ers always seem to scheme well against the Packers, but Packers end up winning. Rodgers' revenge tour continues. Then I have the 3-6 matchup being the Rams versus the Saints. Like you said, Rams end up winning. They just have more pieces going in their favor. And then I have the Cowboys versus Seahawks as well. Seattle wins that one. I, NFC East does not get a playoff win. So moving on to our divisional round. Who do you have winning in your divisional round, Nathan? 
Uh, Seattle at Green Bay. Like I said, Green Bay has a chip on their shoulder. Playing in Green Bay in, what, January? Sorry. Russell Wilson, Seattle is just not going to cut it. I have Green Bay actually going to the NFC Championship. Uh, Los Angeles, Tampa Bay. Los Angeles at Tampa Bay. Now, this is going to be a game. I've been back and forth on this one quite a bit, but I'm going with Los Angeles. And here's why. I think I think Tampa Bay, they're returning all 22 starters. And now every, people think that's just, that's freaking awesome. That's amazing. But here's my problem. A lot of those, you know, 21 of the 22 starters are are satisfied. They're like, you know what? We got our ring. We got Tom Brady to come here. We got our ring. We're like we're good. Like they're not hungry this year like they were last year. Tom Brady is, but those other guys are, and I think that's what concerns me with Tampa Bay. And so this team I think has lost its mojo from that standpoint, even from a coaching standpoint, Bruce Arianus, he's been a great coach, but he's never won a Super Bowl. Well, he's got that now. Like, he's checked all the boxes. There's no more boxes to check for him besides just winning another Super Bowl. But I think from the coach to the players, I think a lot of the juice is lost. You don't have that honeymoon feeling of like, oh, we have Tom Brady this year. Woohoo. Right? It's a, you get a high off that, and it's like, we're going to win the Super Bowl. And they did. Congrats. But that dies off this year. Now it's just, you got to find that within. And I don't think a lot of these people can because a lot of these people are older players who just, I just came here to get the ring, man. You know, it's just like the the Lakers in a, in a sense, right? It's just like they, a lot of people went to the Lakers, got that ring the next year. They kind of went, it kind of died off. I know there was injuries there, but the, just even Anthony Davis and, a lot of these players just they didn't have that mojo like they did the year before. So Tampa Bay is the Lakers this year, and I think that's why they lose. Now the Rams, Matthew Stafford has played in a dumpster fire all his life and has carried the team ninety five percent of the time. Now he's only gonna have to carry sixty percent of the load. And in my opinion, carrying about sixty percent of the load is Matthew Stafford's gonna be super efficient and super successful because he's so used to doing so much more so when you do so much more for so long and then you take a step back and do a lot less you're able to be super focused and efficient on those areas so i think this is going to be perfect fit i love the rams and matt stafford winning this game and moving on to the nfc championship and so i got uh i got la los angeles at green bay like i said it's hard to win at green bay but matthew stafford knows what it's like to win at green bay well, at least play Green Bay. He doesn't necessarily win there because he played for the Lions. But at least he's used to Green Bay, used to Aaron Rodgers, and I think that plays to them uh, a big benefit. And I got the Rams making the Super Bowl and being the second team in a row to host the Super Bowl. For me, the 1-5 matchup is Seattle versus Tampa Bay. I believe Tampa Bay wins that matchup. And then we get to the 2-3 matchup based on who I had to win in the divisional round, second and third seed and the Green Bay Packers and Los Angeles Rams with Packers hosting ends up being the two ends up being the other side of the divisional round matchup and the winner of this is going to go to the Super Bowl uh, for me I keep going back and forth between the Rams and the Packers who will win will Aaron Rodgers get into another NFC championship game or will Matthew Stafford make his first NFC championship game and for me it's really a toss up but for the sake of trying to see how it's going to go my 
determining factor will be the running back position, honestly. And I'm going to give it to the Packers. I have more faith in Aaron Jones than whoever the Rams can end up mustering as their lead running back. So I have the Packers and Bucks squaring off again with the outcome being slightly different. Green Bay ends up winning that NFC championship and Aaron Rodgers gets his second NFC championship win and they will square off against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Now let's look at our Super Bowl matchups. Nathan, you have the Los Angeles Rams hosting against the Buffalo Bills and I have the Green Bay Packers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, funny. Kansas City Green Bay was my pick last year. Uh, but this year I have, uh, like you said, Buffalo, Los Angeles. This is what I can't get out of my head. That image of Stefan Diggs watching Kansas City host up that, that trophy. And I, I look at this this season and I look for what great coaching, great defense, and the hungriest team. Buffalo checks all those boxes to me. Los Angeles... Great coach, great defense. Are they hungry? Not as hungry as Buffalo, in my opinion. And uh, and so I, I think they, they, they go there and they get to the Super Bowl, but I just think you're going to see Josh Allen winning the MVP this year, Buffalo just destroying the league, and just being a, from the beginning to the end of the season, just by far going to be the best team in the league, a lot like Kansas City two years ago. Just they're just from week one to week, till the Super Bowl just there was no doubt they're the best team in football and I think Buffalo is going to be that team this year and they're going to win the Super Bowl for me having Green Bay versus Kansas City would be a phenomenal quarterback matchup and it's going to be interesting to see how healthy the teams are and that's a caveat to all of our picks is we're assuming that teams are going to be healthy they're going to be ready to go and things are going to go their way and just to go back to my Bucks losing I I find it hard to believe that all 22 not only stay hungry but all are healthy like they were last season anyways for my Super Bowl matchup the Packers versus the Chiefs it'll be a shootout of sorts but maybe not the arcade style everyone would expect to see until you get to the second half where teams are getting more risky about what they're going to do it's going to be going back and forth but I end up seeing Patrick Mahomes getting his second Super Bowl trophy and Aaron Rodgers walks away a little forlorn that he didn't get his second ring he came close again but i believe kansas city this time redeems themselves and ends up getting that trophy that they were that you and i projected them to get last season they end up we were just a year early in our guess we just didn't realize at the time and kansas city ends up hosting the lombardi at the end of it all so nathan with our super bowl champs picked both of us saying an afc representative is going to be the super bowl champ who do you believe is going to be rookie of the year and league MVP. Rookie of the year. So I, there's offensive defense rookie of the year. I'm going to stick with Trevor Lawrence. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say Mac Jones now. Uh, Mac Jones is going to win at least double the games as Trevor Lawrence will. Don't get me wrong. But Trevor Lawrence, you know, I even though Mac Jones wins games, I think he's only going to average like, you know, sub 200 yards a game and sub one point two touchdowns a game right and that's going to be him because they're going to rely on the defense they're going to rely on their stacked running game and they're just going to be very conservative with them and just win ball games because they can trevor lawrence is going to have to carry that team more he's going to average you know probably over 250 yards a game he can also run and i think he's going to also have a lot of rushing yards as well mac jones is not going to have any rushing yards 
And I think Trevor Lawrence, he's, he does have some decent weapons on the outside. They got Marvin Jones Jr. from Detroit, who's an excellent wide receiver. Um, and it seems to be one of Trevor's favorite targets in the preseason. So I, I think, I don't know. I just, I see Trevor being like a Justin Herbert to me, like a, a quarterback just that looks good. That's putting up great numbers, just not winning games because of coaching, because of poor teammates, but puts up good stats. And in my opinion, rookie of the year, well, it's not really my opinion. This is kind of more factual. When they pick rookie of the years, they don't look at the success of the team. They really look at the success of a player. As opposed to MVP, you can't just do really good statistically and not win games. You're not going to win MVP. You have to win games and do good statistically to win the league MVP. But to win rookie of the year, that's never really been the case. I mean, because a lot of these rookie of the years are like top 10 picks. And typically their teams aren't very good. But statistically they do very well. So if you go back in history and you kind of look at past Rookie of the years, that's typically the case. Hence last year with Justin Herbert. So I think Trevor Lawrence does win the rookie of the year, though Mac Jones probably will win at least double the amount of games. So Trevor Lawrence offensive rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year. I'm stuck between Patrick Sertain the second in Denver and Jalen Phillips in Miami, uh, who's an edge rusher. Uh I, I, I think Jalen Phillips, I believe, had some injury issues in college. If that carries over, I think there there might be some scare there. Um, Patrick Sertain, I think, has a really, really good opportunity to get that defensive play of the year. And I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's him because a lot of cornerbacks do get it, um, especially in this very heavy passing league. But I'm going to stick with Jalen Phillips to get defensive play of the year, edge rusher out of Miami. I just think it's a, a legitimate Miami defense and – um, a lot of teams are going to probably be focused on other defensive linemen that they have and not on Jalen Phillips uh, because he's just a rookie and I think he's going to have this opportunity to 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 put up some good stats. Uh, MVP, I, I talked about it earlier. I think it's going to be Josh Allen. Uh, I, I, this guy's legit. He's hungry, and I just think they're going to have a phenomenal year, and I like where they're going. And so I'm going to let you pick yours, and while you do that, I'm going to think of who's going to be the comeback player of the year. All right. So for me, defensive rookie of the year, I'm actually going with Micah Parsons. If Dallas ends up winning their division, I think he'll be a huge contributor and reason why they end up winning it. I feel like he'll get some stats and he's been looking really good this season. So I'm going to go with him. Just go a little off the cuff because the two gentlemen you mentioned, uh, Phillips being on a really good team, definitely will put him in contention. And then Patrick Sertain, I'm not projecting a high wind volume from the Broncos. So I think Micah Parsons will get the slight nod, even though yes, they'll look at stats, but also they, they slightly look at how your team does. So it'll be between Micah Parsons and Phillips. If we're going with that logic, I'm just going to give it to Micah Parsons just because the Cowboys really need something big from their defensive side. Offensive rookie of the year. Like you said, Mac Jones is going to win more games. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are going to have more highlight plays. And it's just going to come down to what are the numbers going to look like in the end? What are the overall yards going to look like? What are the touchdown totals going to look like? Trevor Lawrence is going to have more rushing yards than the other two quarterbacks I just mentioned. So what is going to be that determining factor? And because I got to stick to my guns of what I said earlier, I'm just going to say Mac Jones simply, I said he's going to have the better rookie season. 
I'm going to say that Mac Jones ends up having the better rookie season. So they give him rookie of the year. It will be highly debated because Trevor Lawrence will have very comparable statistic numbers with a worse team. Therefore, he would seem to be the better candidate. But Mac Jones ends up squeaking away with it. For my MVP of the league, I can't argue. I think Josh Allen is going to put it all on the line to get his bills as close as he can. But with my predictions, he ends up falling a bit shorter than what he wishes. Patrick Mahomes isn't chasing after our MV, league MVPs. He went Super Bowl trophies. So Josh Allen ends up being the NFL MVP this season. Comeback player of the year. I feel like Dak's going to get it if Cowboys end up winning the division. So Dak Prescott would be the one I would assume is going to get it just based on how I put the Cowboys and where I had them winning the division. How about you, Nathan? Who do you have for comeback player of the year? That's a Dak. It sounded like I said, that's a great pick. Um, but I think Dak's going to struggle with injuries again this year, unfortunately. So I don't think it's going to get it. I got Saquon Barkley getting it. A guy that, gosh, he just... He's just such a great talent. It just seems like he never gets to play. So, I like I said, I think the Giants are the biggest mystery. I think they could... They, they got weapons for Daniel Jones. Barkley's back. I think they could be really good at winning this division. So, I'm just going to go with Saquon. I think he he's a lot of talent. But, yeah, I really think it's going to be Saquon or, or Dak. But I'll just take Saquon so we have some parity once again. So, there is the sports forecaster's forecast for the 2021 NFL season. One item I do want to mention, the first non-quarterback to be in contention for offensive rookie of the year, I believe Najee Harris or Kyle Pitts. I would give the slight nod to Najee Harris just because of his position. I know it was high on Kyle Pitts when we were doing our initial predictions, but he would be the first non-quarterback to be in contention for offensive rookie. He won't win it, but he'll be one of the finalists. Yeah, it's two towns of a, of a quarterback class for a quarterback not to get it. Too many rookie quarterbacks starting. I do agree with that. And with that, we've hit all of our predictions on the NFL. We went from our division winners to who we see meeting up in the Super Bowl to our Super Bowl champs. And then we gave our awards for rookies, offensive defense, MVP, and comeback player of the year. Very interesting choices. And we'll see how they all break down as we go. We'll revisit them as we move along in the season. But more importantly, football is about to begin. We're going to put a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for staying on board for this extra long episode. But we had so much information we wanted to get to and get out to you so you can compare your picks to the forecasters and see how you match up against us. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episodes. We've been the Sports Forecasters. You've been listening to Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez, and we'll talk to you next time.